Second Bananas is recorded on unceded indigenous land belonging to the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Unceded means that this land was never surrendered, relinquished, or handed over in any way. We support the various strategies that indigenous peoples use to protect their land and their communities, and we commit to working with them in solidarity. We acknowledge that as people living and working on these lands, we are accountable to those who have cared for this land since time immemorial. It is our intention to continue learning how to honor this responsibility. Roger the Forger. Roger the Forger. Roger. What was his What was his powers, or what did he do? Uh, he was a master forger, I think. I don't remember. I oh, submit. I just. I don't master know. forger, like I, I submit them and forget them. Uh, that's okay. I should actually submit more. I haven't. I haven't. I submit. I, I also because I don't want people to know how many characters I've submitted because I've submitted so many. You are. I submit I, them under other people's names. Like I've submitted good. characters under Wes's that's name, good. and uh. then like, and then like just because yeah, it's funnier. Than I. Me. You can continue to do that. It, yeah, it you, makes me feel you, like a bigger You submitted another rhyming character, uh, Streichel Van Eichel. Streichel Van Eichel, a, ooh, a, a Dutch. A guy who's show. constantly asleep. Oh. And while he's asleep, he's he basically gets, he's like a, sort of like, you know how Mr. Magoo is like constantly walking into dangerous situations. Right. And then, and then so if you try and help him in the dangerous situation, you will get hurt. Uh-oh. That's like the whole. Did you stipulate that in the notes? I think so. Whoa, I don't you've know. got a keyboard? Yeah. For your tablet? Yeah, it's really nice. That means, a, that means you have like a computer. It's like a portable computer. I mean, it's yeah, a computer without up. the keyboard. It's like... It's a computer. It's got magnets. So you can do this. And it's like... That's great. Magnets are so tight. Fucking magnets. I have this... Um, I really want to get this uh, X-Men figure. It's a Magneto. And it's like super articulate and posable. And it actually comes with real magnets on what? it. So I could stick my paper clips and such to it. Uh, so my friends uh, sent it to me online the other day. Um, thanks, guys. I might and get that. Yeah. Should yeah. we get started, or should we banter a little more? We let's banter a little more. We could banter a little let's, more. Let's really drag let's, this out. Let's get a nice segue oh. right into it. Um, yeah, I've got. I got nothing. I got nothing either. <laughs> and we segue into the podcast. All right. Welcome, Seamless. ladies and gentlemen. Nailed you it. are listening to. Second Bananas, Woo! you're here with me, I'm Wes Walcott, with me as always are my, well not always, but this time both co-hosts are uh, with me, we've got to my right here, I'm Craig, and in front I'm of me, Joe, and uh, yeah, this is our podcast, uh, together combined we are Wujik, or Quidge, or Quidge is good, Quidge, I like Quidge, Quidge, we are Quidge, we're like, that's our our Zord. Our Zord. Our Zordon, when we combine, we are Quidge. Quidge. I'm the head. <laughs> quidge, Quidge, Quidge. And I'll be the crotch. <laughs> Craig can be all the limbs. I'll be the biceps. <laughs> yes, just the biceps. Just like a, a need... head, a crotch, and biceps. <laughs> Doug, we need a rendering of <laughs> our Zord. <laughs> Uh, uh yeah this is our podcast where uh we uh like to shine a light on some underappreciated and maybe underrepresented figures throughout history um but we always put them in the context of uh the person that's overshadowing them i.e their top banana Woo! 
And today we're talking about Sybil Luddington. Sybil Luddington. Little known, but becoming actually much well known, I think. Because she's a girl boss. Kind of. She was kind a of. 17th century girl boss. Yes, revolutionary heroine. I think technically. Seven, 18th century, yes. Yeah, 1770s uh, decade is where she was really making her mark. Um, yeah, yeah. Before I start, I just want to give maybe a little brief overview of uh, the American Revolution, given that we are Canadian and many of our listeners may be Canadian as well. And yeah, so I just want to say that, um, you know, there's a fair bit of conjecture uh, surrounding how much of Sybil Luddington's story might have actually been true, but the same could be true as many revolutionary heroes. Like Jesus. Yeah, or or even uh, even or older being, historical figures. Being uh, like <laughs> Jesus Christ. Lord, but <laughs> Slightly. But yes, there are there are, there are many uh, accounts of well, not many accounts. There are different accounts, I should say, of Sybil Luddington's story, um, and they range in their, I guess, um, uh, veracity. Yeah, truthicity. veracity. Yeah, you know, uh, embellishment. Embellishmenticin. Yeah, let's say that. Those are words. But she was a real person. That much we know. <laughs> Confirmed. Like, yeah, like Jesus. Human. Yeah, like much like Jesus. <laughs> um, uh, I, hope, I hope I hope if Richard Dawkins is listening, he gets mad at me about that. Richard Dawkins, no, <laughs> we are we are a monotheistic podcast, and clearly we believe in one God, <laughs> not or not yeah, not, not, not the really. Christian God, obviously, right? But uh, one God, Bahamut. Sure, we believe in Bahamut. Gaia, done. I like Bahamut better. I only have Final Fantasy references. Yeah, and and we're not talking about like any sort of like I don't think Bahamut is actually a real. I think that's like a corruption of something else. But like, yeah, no, we worship the dragon from Final Fantasy that shoots his breath at you from space. That's who we worship. Exactly. Yeah. Sounds toasty. So anyway, Sybil Luddington. So the American Revolution. Um, yeah. So in the later part of the 1760s, I'll say, um, economic conditions were deteriorating in Massachusetts. 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 That's how you say it, right? That's the state. The state of Massachusetts. We'll just I say believe Boston. back then it was Massachusetts. That massive, massive two fits. <laughs> massive. <laughs> Massive two shits. Poop okay. shits. Massive poop shits, yeah. Massive, uh, Boston. Let's just you. say Boston. We love you. Boston. Boston. Can oh we get my a, God. Can I we get a Boston, Boston accent? Yes. Can, can we get some Boston accents? Okay. I would be appreciative. Yeah. Okay. So, 1760s, late 1760s, Boston. Um, things aren't looking so good. They're, they're, they're not looking too good economically. Meanwhile, Great Britain... Uh, they're using its power to further tax the colonies. This is like the American colonies, uh, um, to get them to pay more money so that they might increase their military presence in the colonies to better enforce their rule. I mean, yeah, and we didn't yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, we didn't like that at all. <laughs> they didn't. Well, I hang can't on. understand why. As Canadians, we did actually like that. I mean. Canadian I, wise. Well, that's true because after the French Canadian and wise. Indian War, Didn't have the spines to uh, revolt. Yeah, we. I mean, France lost that war, which meant that Great Britain got Canada and some other territories. Uh, so Canada was probably cool with that at that point. We're probably still cool with that, right? Well, people who identified at that queen. time as Canadians were apparently into it. Right. God save the Queen. We welcome Hence Harry and Meghan. Rebellion. Come according, join us. According to whom? According to whom is my question. <laughs> whom? Whom indeed. Whom? Whom? Whomst? Um, whomst the fuck? Yes. So the colonists, they found that to be quite unjust and unfair. Uh, 
especially since yeah. Britain. You yeah, know, it sucks. Yeah, for colonial. Yeah, I know they're getting a little taste Americans of their own medicine, right? To be those, treated to be unfairly. Honest, those colonists were just getting a taste of their own medicine, <laughs> their own future medicine, their own future medicine. Yeah. There's a retroactive yeah. foreshadowing. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and this was especially not cool with them because they did not have a representative in British par- Parliament, so even they had no way to even object to this. The colonies do not yes. like what Britain's doing, and so in response to that, you know, people are getting angry. They start forming groups, uh, gangs, if like you a, will, like a like a sexy party with guns i mean this is with guns well you can't have a sexy party without guns i don't think you can yeah i don't think you can even that's, be that sexy yeah, that's in fair. 1770 <laughs> especially right there was sexy didn't exist yet yeah, sexy was invented by justin T- T- maybe no Although, he brought it back oh that's true Sexy okay, was so originally who, invented probably by like elvis or somebody i guess yeah he, yeah or maybe Yo. prince we're gonna have to have a discussion about this when did sexiness start <laughs> and who started it it's pretty confirmed who brought it back, but yeah, let's yeah, we know Tim, Justin origins. Timberlake brought it back. I was gonna say Justin Trudeau, right. but that's, that's right. not that's not correct mm. at all. Justin, okay, yeah. Anyways, um, so, so colonists are forming gangs, sexy gangs. Gangs are happening, and they're starting to attack oh, the British taxpayers, me, revolutionary, the revolutionaries. Parties. Yeah, because they don't like all these taxes being collected. They start forming gangs, and they're attacking the tax collectors. Guys, Guys, do you think this is why Americans don't like taxes? I mean, you think this, they you think this s- has something to do with why Americans are, are like hate hey, taxes? Been, this could have been what started it. This could have been. I don't. A thing. I just. I feel like there's a connection there. This might be. The but there's root. a qualifier, because the whole mantra was, correct me if I'm wrong, no taxation without representation. Yeah, I yeah. Believe, don't represent and, me without taxing me. And that is where this comes from. This is the stem of that, is that they did not have representation yeah, yeah, in British Parliament. Yeah, yeah. And they were being overtaxed, and they were like, fuck you. You, and can, either, you can either you can yeah, either tax we wanna, us, we wanna, or you can leave us alone. Yeah. That, no, wait. You can, either tax, you can either leave us alone, or you can tax us, and we get to vote on who becomes king in England. That's how we want it to work. That's how it should. That's how it should work. That's, should that's work. what we're gonna do over here, in Boston. In Boston. Yeah. Where you yeah. vote for the king. Yeah. Vote for the king. That's what we want. Yeah. That's what we want. Park the car in the. <laughs> you park the car in the garage. You go far in the car to vote for the king. So. Bostonians, you're allowed to beat me up when you say that for this accent. Right. If our accents are at all inaccurate, please let us know. They don't need permission. So in response to that, Britain passes an act which basically allows them to collect however much money whenever they want. And uh, the colonists are like, that's not cool at all. (laughs) I like how they do that. They're like, oh, you guys don't like being taxed? Well, guess what? We're going to tax you whenever the fuck we want. And they're just like, we don't have to tell you. Just give us whatever we want whenever we want. And and that didn't That's a That's a good basis for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Just give me what I want. When I want. Those were my vows. Right. And if you resist, I double down. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And that's exactly <laughs> what you have to give me did. more than I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, and they were going to use that money from the new taxation to line the pockets of judges and lawmakers so that they could pass additional like laws and things that would just make it seem like this taxation and stuff is all cool and like everyone's good with it. Interesting. are not good with it. Um, so that escalated things further. Yeah, people hated British soldiers, and they would attack them in the streets. 
and and this this got to the point where um uh the Boston Massacre happened where I believe British It was like when the guy put on the goalie mask and started like hacking people with a machete. It, it, yeah, it, this is the story of uh Jason Voorhees in <laughs> Jason Voorhees is from Boston. Of course. He's unkillable. Of course. Yeah. He, but instead it was no, it was actually just uh I think some soldiers shot and killed some citizens. I believe five were were killed. Um oh. A lot of stories that's, will that's have you believe that, that it was just like British soldiers, you know, shooting these unarmed civilians at random, but it was, they were kind of doing it in defense of themselves. Were they though? Say, I mean, were they, though? they were being attacked. They probably didn't need to kill people, but they did. And that's, I mean, I'm not sympathetic to these, the Boston massacreists, but um, a I'm lot sympathetic of stories will have you believe that they were just kind of doing this of their own volition. They killed citizens, but they were, they were likely harassed and... And, uh, yeah, it was a shitty situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Massacres are normally mm-hmm. shitty situations, from what I hear. Yeah. You got to send a chill uh, yeah, through the population, think, though. I you don't gotta... think I've heard of a good massacre. <clears throat> right. I could be wrong. I'm not saying listen, listeners. I haven't heard of them all, but. Listeners, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I don't know all the massacres. If you but... know of one, let us know. If you, yes. you know of a good massacre, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that didn't. That didn't oh, that's go over gonna. Too well. That's gonna. That's gonna turn into some terrible emails. <laughs> Either on way. what massacres? Hey, man, were we're good. just trying to. Get, hey, whatever. <laughs> that's what we want. <laughs> whatever. That's the fans we want. Is yeah. people who think certain massacres were good. Hey, <laughs> if you got an opinion, share it. <laughs> uh, but Britain, obviously, that's that didn't go too well, and so tension tensions just keep escalating until, um, like, the Boston Tea Party uh, happens. Uh, and if you don't know about that, then you can go read about it. Basically. Yeah, that was when when Obama got elected. That's when Obama got elected, <laughs> and, uh, and 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 white people got angry. And Mr. And T, they, Mr. Then T, came in and had a party. What? <laughs> Mr. T hates Obama. No, as far as I know, he just likes to party, Joe. Oh, he just he just doesn't like big government. Obviously, <laughs> that's the problem. Who here. does? Uh, so that set the stage for the American Revolution, where our uh, heroine comes into play but first let me tell you a little bit about our top banana his name you might have heard it is paul revere and it's one of the beastie boys yeah is that is that what don't they have a song called yeah. paul revere oh shit i don't even know that song come on it's a classic mm. i don't know it either i just know that can you hum, hum a few paul bars revere. for me please I had a little fancy named Paul Revere. It's me and my horsey and a quart of beer. Cruising across the land. Something in my hand. Something, uh, another lyric, because I'm in demand. Boom. And you, oh my God, so on and so forth. That is tight. That is way better than the poem. I can't believe that. Why did they, why, what, what's with this, like, a, the battle hymn of the Republic bullshit? Like, <laughs> right? Paul Revere yeah. should be the song. Yeah. That is way tighter than the poem by William wadsworth or whoever wrote that but um yeah most people know the wordsworth. word is it wordsworth i think so I think it's wadsworth i'll check it i'll check I my notes later both. we'll check it you'll know uh but yeah so that one is the one that goes like listen my children and you shall hear about the midnight ride of paul revere um a lot of people know it even if you're canadian um yeah so this paul revere guy this paul revere guy yeah in 1775 He's the guy that got on his horse and did that ride about 20 miles saying the British are coming, the British are coming. Oh, that's what this, you know, the stories say that he's yelled over. No, he probably didn't yell that because what he would have gotten captured. Uh, he probably would 
be like more quiet and discreet and like knock it's on like, doors and go to yeah 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 it probably oh, oh, oh. go yeah. too fast go too fast slow down probably slow just down. a little more subtle than slow down uh, than that would have you believe berries that's his horse's name snowberries 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 oh wow that's such a cute name yeah i know right sounds like a fucking pokemon <laughs> snowberries snowberries <laughs> you have to stay quiet but snowberries is of course a talking horse Yes. Paul, we're just, we gotta warn people that the British are coming. Like, snowberries, calm down. Shh, shh. Easy, big fella. We're gonna capture Easy. Well, can I tell people we yelled the British are coming? Sure. I'm sure that will be in no way turned into some sort of big, like, uh, thing. It's fine. Probably just not. for now, snowberries, just be quiet. Okay, Paul. Snowberries. That's a good horse. Unsung hero. Yeah. Un- very much. I think the real second even, banana. Even hero. less sung than Sybil. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, that's all well and good, um, but if you believe the stories, and I'm not necessarily saying you should, um, then... Yeah, Snowberry's had a tendency to stretch the truth a bit. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a filthy liar. <laughs> but the, there's there's probably a few other revolutionary heroes and heroines uh, other than Paul Revere that uh, you should be more familiar with, because Paul Revere didn't even make it to his destination he was captured part way through and uh what a cuck yeah and there's other writers (laughs) that (laughs) definitely probably did more to sound the alarm than paul revere and one of them is our second banana sybil luddington sybil luddington sybil luddington yes uh born april 5th 1761 in fredericksburg new york so she must be dead now she she is dead. Yeah, oh, I checked. I checked. I double bummer. checked. <laughs> Spoilers. Like, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Uh, but she is the first daughter to Henry Luddington and Abigail Knowles, who were first cousins. Abigail Knowles, of course, being far Beyonce's. of Beyonce. Beyonce's, yeah. yes. Uh, great, great, great. Great, great, great. Yeah. Great. Twice removed, maybe. Um but yeah, first cousins. Um, so Sybil was pretty heavily inbred, but that didn't stop her. That shallow gene pool did not stop her. Wait, she, what? For real? Well, yeah. Second cousin? Abigail. No, they were first cousins. First. Firsties. Ooh, Firsties. Why settle, why settle for second? Yeah. yeah hey. People were really into hey. their cousins back in olden times. I think especially if you're wealthy. Back yeah, in the you day. don't want to mix with the peasant. Yeah, you don't want to dilute your inheritance. Does it say keep it in the family? I always thought that was like referring to jewels or something like that. No, it's referring to fucking. It's referring to sperm and <laughs> eggs <laughs> and jewels and fucking all, right. all the above. Just all. Just sometimes they the fuck with the jewels. It's like a, a rich people thing. It's, uh, they just. It's like you know how sometimes you tuck your balls up oh in there. Yeah, it's just the same thing, but with jewels. Uh, a spe- I bet sparkle fetish. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I bet Grimes and Elon else, Musk know all else, about that. What else are you gonna do with jewels uh, or, other than or do like sex things? Put with them, them loose Diamond in your pocket. Extremely yeah. boring. Like, yeah. like the only reason people keep them is because like it's a good way to trans tra- like to carry a lot of wealth in a small yeah. package and i know this because of diablo <laughs> but yes <laughs> uh yes yeah, so her father henry he owned a successful mill and would come to found the town of luddington which is now part of kent today uh still known as, still known as luddingtonville uh that's a really that's yeah a where nice... is kent my american it geography just rolls is off bad. the tongue where are you from luddingtonville yeah luddingtonville i'm from luddingtonville why thank you. why didn't he call it luddingtown that's i feel like that would be much that would easier yeah. luddingtown damn it wes but i guess towns that just like you gotta makes, go there we gotta like go small. there and tell these people 
okay. what they need to do. We're going to go tomorrow. Okay. Just rethink tomorrow? things. Yeah. 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 Let's Let's listen, back. listen. We know you're Ludingtonville. Shire. <laughs> we know it's been, what, 300 <laughs> yeah. years? Just just saying. Yeah. Letting, letting, letting to the lights. Town. Letting, no, 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 no. Let it sit in your head. Just Ludingtonville Town. Ludingtonville Town. I like it. Just... Just, it's, it's no, nice. There's it's nice. no ambiguity. Sometimes you want a few more syllables to give it like a poesy to it, right? Yes. That's true. Yes. Ludingtonville Town. It's nice. So she's probably from, or this, the city is probably from in Massachusetts? Or? Um, well, this is New York, but yes, uh, uh, okay. Massachusetts is, is it's not far. however many miles away. I'm going to say, I know Connecticut is about 20 miles away from where she is. My U.S. geography is not great. Neither is my regular all geography. That, like, it's up like, there it's in all the eastern like within, It's all drivable. It's okay. all drivable. All right. Okay, you could, get a, you could get a horse from one place to the other. Yeah. So she could ride all these places, and she did. So, uh, yeah, her father, successful mill owner and landowner. And uh, in addition to being that, he was also the head of the local militia. He was also the head of the KKK. Mm, possibly. I do <laughs> Did not, not know. exist at this time. But What's the may... difference? What's but the difference? It, I definitely would not put it past me that he owned slaves. Right. Well, yes. If he's a <laughs> landowner in yeah. the 1700s. Yes. Unless. Uh... I think that's very true. Because this is also interesting. There are some accounts that say Sybil Eddington was black. <laughs> Which like only the, only one account that I had heard, but uh, like lid, I have know. no idea. African American. Oh right, yeah. Some Thank shade. you. Wes. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Be careful. You know what they look like? <laughs> never, I've never <laughs> seen them in my life. <laughs> they have a, they have some darker skin tones. Really? So I've been told. Oh, interesting. <laughs> uh, uh, black people, just let us know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit us up in the comments. <laughs> So in 1775, when Sybil was 14 years old, uh, some militiamen uh, fought British soldiers at Lexington and Concord, and that kicked off what would become a prolonged siege of Boston that eventually ended with the British retreating. The siege of Boston. That's right. But Boston <laughs> was able to push them away. Of, that sounds so like like when you say like you think of this of a siege, you don't think of like like Boston. Boston. You think yeah. of like yeah, you think of like, a more coastal like, maybe uh, or, or like a fortress with a wall. I maybe Boston had walls, I don't know, did they? I uh, yes. So when everything was still uh, I don't think they did. No. From what I from what I understand the the colonies were not super protected, which is why Britain could pretty much like steamroll. You know when you're playing yeah. Risk and you just like you get a big force here and you start steamrolling? Yeah. That's exactly the tactics that they points, were using. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel they were doing. Uh, so and I after... mean, once you got past like Chicago, it was basically just like like wilderness yeah. at this point. Like I, I would imagine so. Yeah, it was like they, there was nothing. They, haven't, they, they hadn't, hadn't they hadn't clear cut much of stuff yet. I would imagine there would be like forts and like yeah, and trading like, posts. Yes, they and they stuff had forts and, and prospectors. Yeah, and yeah. that's the thing because um, because they did try to protect stuff they would have strategic kind of supply depots stationed you know at areas throughout their cities to help uh 
like militia stock up and pre- prepare for a battle if something yeah. like this did happen. Yeah, in yeah. case of a siege, it yeah. makes sense. And so after retreating from Boston, uh, Britain's next target became New York, where they dispensed with um, you know all the forces under General Washington's command. Uh, yes, the that's the same Washington that would become president. Um, and the British army was looking pretty unstoppable at that point. And so about a year later, they began. A year later, we just skipped over a whole year of shit. Yeah, a whole of year of battle. Like, a whole just year like eating of eating shit. Exactly, a whole year Basically, of, of like pretty Americans much George like... Washington losing battles, not doing so good. See, they don't talk about the George Washington losing <laughs> he battles. He lost they a ton of battles. They don't mention that. George uh, Washington was a sh- pretty much shit general garbage (laughs) general you heard it here on the podcast but a great politician and so even when he was getting his fucking ass kicked in these wars he still managed to maintain the trust of most of the people even when some dissenters were calling for his removal he may not have been president had he been not so good at that because he was not he's good at spinning war was yeah yeah he's a spin doctor he's like that wasn't a defeat that was clearly a victory (laughs) you guys aren't looking at it the right way yes it's fine it's fine no no those dead men no that's uh you guys are confused we dressed up as british for that battle and we actually beat the we switched we did a real british that was my greatest trick you see you know what switcherooing the very first i have a bunch of young boys that go and switch our costumes and yeah. they get very confused it's fu- quite funny quite funny works well at parties too he may have invented the fake news but he definitely, definitely. propagated it um and that that's not to say also a great uh um propagator of um you know misinformation and well not misinformation but uh propaganda i guess propagator of propaganda was uh paul revere because he <gasps> did Revere lots of fake news. He was really good at doing these etchings and stuff. So he would make engravings and etchings like in wood. He was a great craftsman that would depict like, you know, certain things that might not have been exactly as they were. And right. these were did, recorded in history. Like, like, like him so, arriving successfully. So I got this wood carving right. like, Jesus, yeah, Paul, I don't think your dick is that big. <laughs> exactly. I know. I don't, like. <laughs> It's, are we looking wait, at the are horse or are we looking at you, this? Paul? What's going on? I'm standing behind the horse, but, <laughs> but that's mean. my cop. Yes, oh, coming out from it. under the horse. It's an illu- yeah, that's why the horse looks envious. You see. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Paul. So, so the, yeah. All right, we'll allow it. <laughs> uh, wait, did you make King George penises look tiny? <laughs> yes. Okay, we're good then. <laughs> yeah. So the British Army, they're looking pretty unstoppable, and. Uh, they're heading for Connecticut because they know that's where the colonists have their biggest supply depot and weapons cache. And they figure, Ooh. you know, if we destroy that, um, that will severely hamper chances of, you know, fighting us on even ground, even though they're already super outnumbered and super Even outgunned. though we're already kicking their ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So they think this will be the killing blow if they just, you know, take Danbury or destroy their weapons there. Um, cause yeah, that was one of the greatest, you know, weaknesses of the American forces. They were very short on gunpowder and ammunition. Uh, the colonists government could barely even afford to clothe their citizens and feed them. Um, so yeah, weapons were, that's weird. They, they still have that problem Yeah, today. It's strange. Same old, same old. They, have a, what? they can fight all these God wars, but they can't clothe their citizens. The, really? The all that money has got to go to gunpowder. They yeah. just got to buy more gunpowder. The surprising <laughs> thing is that they actually had the idea to attempt to clothe and feed their citizens. <laughs> that surprisingly Guys, listen, I got this crazy idea. What if we, what if we feed these people? Yeah. What mm-hmm. if we clothe them? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, uh, I see where you're going with that. 
Counterpoint. I see your idea. Counterpoint. Mm-hmm. Ben Franklin has drawn up a blueprint for an ultra cannon. <laughs> it shoots two cannonballs at once. Oh, God. So wow. we can feed them or we can make 100 ultra cannons. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, God. Why do you make the... Okay, fine. Look. Okay, fine. Ben, Ben, 50 ultra cannons. We will give the people some blankets. All right? Is... All right. Good. Okay. Yeah. You joke. Yeah, perfect. But this is actually making me seriously miss the fact that we never got a Gatling cannon in any of these civil a wars. Gatling can- <laughs> Wait, how would that even you need like I don't know, you light you light stuff and then you spin it. Somebody somebody draw us a, a Gatling cannon, yeah. please. Yeah, please. <laughs> please. Um so we haven't even talked about civil letting. We haven't. We're getting there. So nineteen seventy seven or sorry, seventeen seventy seven and the British uh general Trion, he's famous for like raiding coastal towns and burning them to the ground. Uh, he landed his ships uh, somewhere near what would be, I want to say West Point, but that might not be right. Look. Um, he landed them near Connecticut. That sounds like the name of an academy. West yeah, Point. some kind of academy. Mm. I don't think, from I don't West think Point. it was. Something like that. It's like that, well, that lyric, West Point, Virginia, Washington, um, Mama. Yeah. Take me home, civil tone. That's how the song goes. <laughs> I think that is how it goes. And yes, it was West Point, Connecticut. And from there, he marched 2,000 soldiers uh, up to Danbury, where they sought to destroy those vital supply depots. Um, Yes, because Danbury, like, they probably only had about 150 guys guarding the supply depot, most of them being volunteers and militia rather than trained soldiers and infantry. Just like guys from Boston who really (laughs) Just like like a bunch of, like, scrappers. Bunch of of Boston meatheads just guarding. (laughs) Look, look, how many people do you have guarding this depot? Well, it's about 150. I don't think that's enough. No, 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 you don't understand. These guys are from Boston. Yeah. Oh, they're from Boston. Yeah. One of them is my sister Rita's boyfriend. Fuck, does he love to scrap? He's a bruiser. I saw him take on four guys at once, okay? He took on four guys. That's right. the shit out of them. They were all dead. That's excellent. They were all dead. And great ratio because they were pretty much outnumbered four to one. Oh, no. Or more. <laughs> That's, it's good that they had Rita's boyfriend. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Not well guarded. Colonel Ludington, uh, he was the commander of the New York militia, and he was actively involved with things like spying and obtaining information from the enemy. It's also rumored that he was involved in George Washington's secret spy ring. Um, so he was in charge of, like, all the militia in that area. And so... Even at a young age, though, Sybil had shown, you know, some cleverness because at one point... Shown some girl bossity? She did. Because when Henry, her her dad, was in danger of being captured by some uh, loyalists, some British loyalists, uh, one day they had, like, rallied on their house and they were ready to, like, uh, come in and take him prisoner and, you know, hand him over to, to British authorities. Uh, Sybil had the clever idea to put candles in the windows of all the house and there's 12 siblings in the house so she got her brothers to march up and down the house like in front of the windows pretending like they had an army guarding the house and that scared (laughs) off those loyalists i feel like that's like i'm pretty sure i've heard that story about like every single revolutionary in this period ever is like like yeah, they got a bunch of like they had like ten they did, people. They did and the they fucking just had the Home Alone thing. Back they and got forth, the, like, they got the Michael <laughs> Jordan poster riding yeah. on the fucking train tracks. That's they did the where whole, he got the yeah. idea from. And like, Macaulay uh, Culkin's just there puppeteering yeah, like a it's bunch just of like Sybil Ludington, like like fucking Ferris Bueller-ing <laughs> yeah. it with like the mannequin. Yeah, it's like a, a tape playing in the background of all these like Boston dudes yeah. talking to each other. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna kick those English asses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get your car. 
We're going to go down there. We're going to beat the shit out of those English bastards. <laughs> That's some sophisticated psyops. Right? right there. Yeah. That's right. Great. Yeah. yeah. So Sybil Ennington scared off the wet bandits. Some, and... some, <laughs> some might call it the birthplace of the CIA. <laughs> yeah. That is what George Washington is thought to have done. Oh, come on. Is he not? I don't Didn't he? The yes, spy ring. Possibly. The spies. The spy ring, CIA. There's, there's, so, a, there's yeah. a connection. Sybil right. Eddington, first spy. Uh, but not really. Um, so yeah, she showed some promise even... Uh, that was two years ago before this happened. But this night, late at night, Colonel Eddington's place, he and his 12 children sleep in their beds when this haggard-looking messenger pounds on their door, bursts through, waking them all up. Like a real Boston guy. Yeah. And he's, well, I assume, I don't actually know. Mr. Luddington. Mr. Luddington. (laughs) Yeah. Bursts in and he's like, I came here in the car. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying car. He's probably riding a horse, but. A horse car. He basically comes in and says, you. Do it in the accent. There's there's, (laughs) there's some soldiers. Do it in the accent. Soldiers, they're coming. They're heading for Danbury. And they're about to fuck that shit up, mate. <laughs> Excellent. Nailed it. I like how I went from JFK to Australia. <laughs> My accents are not good. That's why you got to practice one. That's why I'm making you do them. Joe, this I don't get as much practice good. as you. I don't practice either. I'm just, just keep doing it. Well, they're excellent. Much um, more authentic, unpracticed, Wes, right. if you want my feedback. Yeah. So exactly. Danbury, Danbury's about to get wrecked. And, wrecked. Uh, that's a big problem because uh, Colonel Lennington... He had sent all of his men back to their like farms and stuff for the spring so they could plant their seeds and right. plow their fields wives. and stuff. <laughs> plow their wives. Well, and, after and war, wives. after yes. war, you want to get busy. You got to plow your you wives do. and plant your seeds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, I'm sure some of them plowed their husbands. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's real bad news. Um, so... He's like, we gotta send messengers out. We gotta get the word out to people. We gotta, we gotta send the warning out. We gotta, we gotta raise our, we gotta muster our forces to combat this and counter this movement of British troops. Um, but the messenger that had brought them that message collapsed, passed out on the floor because he had just ridden however many miles from where he came from and was totally road weary. What happened so to his horse could, though? His horse might have been okay. His horse was probably super tired too. Because uh, he collapsed. Because yeah, I collapsed. mean, he's not doing the running. Here he's riding a horse. Come oh, no. on, but I mean, like, riding a horse. Is I don't know. Guys, I don't know if you've ever ridden a horse. I rode this horse. Yeah, but uh, compared to the horse, the work. Compared to I'm the not horse, saying, like, like, yeah, right. the guy's doing work. I'm just saying, who's doing the yeah. most? So his fatigue is the horse. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. His fatigue is more for just like lack of sleep. But obviously, the horse is doing all the work. We need to do a second bananas horse edition because there are fucking <laughs> yeah. horses doing work out there. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I'm not horses, getting enough credit. Horses. We see you. Yeah. We see you, horses. We see, we see you. You are no. seen. Um, so, yeah. So, Colonel Ludington was in a bit of a pickle here. Um, his men were gone. He would have to remain there in case his men came back. Although I've heard other accounts saying that he was also super road weary because he had just come back from a long oh. journey. So, he was just There's like, people oh, that are road I can't, I can't go out horses. and ride again. Who's going to send this message? Yeah. Revolutions are tough. And you know. You know who stepped up to the challenge? You guys know? You guys know who this Andrew is? Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no, you're right. It was totally Sybil. Um, so, yeah, I imagine imagine uh, Colonel Henry pacing nervously around the room, and he's, he's looking at his children. He's, 
sets his sight on his like eldest daughter. Into beautiful child soldiers. <laughs> Such, so Did beautiful. all that great stuff with the candles. Yeah, cleaned all my guns. Yeah. Cleaning my guns. <laughs> right, polishing his. I barely silver. had to hit all of you. It was beautiful. Oh, it's beautiful. Right. I broke you so beautifully. <laughs> broke them. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're child soldiers. That's right. So yes, he nominates Sybil and charges her with you. You, you're the most fucked up. You're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. She's got she's got what it takes. He thinks he sees it in her. And uh, Sybil, she knows what needs to be done. And maybe a lot to ask for a young woman. She had just had her 16th birthday. Her sweet 16. Coming fresh off her sweet 16 party. So sweet. What better gift to give her than America? (laughs) The gift of liberty. liberty. Fucking right. (laughs) (laughs) And so she goes. She takes up the charge. She rides out into the night. Even though, you know, this is amidst an invasion. Could be forces anywhere. There's still loyalists around. There's still spies. It's also, I've heard, a stormy night. Or was that just some made up shit after the fact? That could very well be. Could very well be. It was a dark and stormy night. Several tornadoes. We'll have to check the almanac. Several tornadoes. (laughs) One was full of alligators. Dodging tornadoes Uh, hither and tither. The British, of course, could see in the dark. Yes. Night vision. (laughs) Uh, British have that power. (laughs) Not the Irish, though. So, yes. They just breathe fire. Extreme Uh, peril. She sets out into... Uh, yeah, it's also important to note that in 1777, there were lots of loyalists. So had she run into the wrong person trying to sound this alarm, she could have been captured or worse or whatever. Poli- politics in America sounds pre- sound pretty divided at this time. Yeah. Oh, man. Can't yeah. they just get on the same page? I feel like we're drawing parallels, guys. I feel um, like we could draw just, some really wonderful parallels. I was just making an observation. And... I don't yeah. see them. That was it. I've got nothing else okay. to say. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so she's off. She's riding her horse. Her horse is named Star, which is like... It's an all right name. I mean, I not as cool as Wonderberries or whatever. I yeah, said I'm before. gonna say Paul Revere had a cooler horse name. Frostberries. 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 Snowberries. It might have been Snowberries. Snowberries. Someone, someone remind me. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll cut in. Hit us back. Memberberries. Memberberries. Uh, <laughs> uh, West. <laughs> Member. So she's riding. There's. She's riding star. There's star. issues about what her attire was or what she was riding. Some conflicting issues. Things say she was wearing of course. a red scarf. It's all about the women's dress. Yeah. A dress. Everyone has an opinion. A lot of stories say she was wearing a dress and riding side saddle. Other stories say she was wearing her father's clothes or she was definitely wearing pants. I think the dress side saddle makes for a nice story. Let's go with that. I like the pants thing. She's wearing a... I like some... I like some... I like some... some... Some, some queer she's subtext pi- here. Okay, she's wearing... I'm, we're going to go with I'm, pants. I'm proud of that. I think that's good. I think okay. we should go with that. We're going to go with the pants. We're switching it up. We're going with the pants. We're rewriting Maybe like a, but one of those tri-corner hats, but she's like... Tri-corn- actually, yeah. But no coat. Actually, no. Like, I like, never saw like her wearing a vest a and like no, no, rolled no, up no, sleeves. No, no. Rolled up sleeves? No. You never saw her wearing a hat, but you weren't there. I wasn't. I wasn't. You're no. right. So we'll give her exactly. that. Exactly. She got the tri-corner hat. She's basically a minute man at this point. No, no. I, like I said, no coat. Just no coat. Like okay, vest no with a shirt with sleeves scarf? rolled up. Red scarf. We can go with... I'm fine with the red scarf. She's got a red scarf in the in the stamp. Stamp? 80 cent stamp. 8 cent. 8 cent stamp. Oh, she's honest. I thought you meant she had a stamp. I was like, why does she need a stamp? No. What's going on here? This is a revolution. She made it. Like, like, the British are coming. The British are coming. Like, gets to the post office. Like, like writes out a piece of paper. Oh, yeah. The British are coming. Like, flips it over, folds it up, writes, George Washington, care of the Revolutionary Army. Uh, 
uh, put my own home address in the corner. Sybil Ludington, female Paul Revere. Oh, like, Currently stamp. wearing pants. Yeah. yeah. What a shitty nickname, the put female the Paul Revere. Yeah. That's and what then, people call her. And then, and then, okay, okay, listen, listen. You're a cool mailman. You cannot tell the loyalists. It's like, do not. No, I'm serious. Like, like he takes it and she's like holding on to it. She's like, seriously, do not. Okay, okay. And he like, and that's when she knows. And then she lets it go. She lets it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's so how it happened. Spoiler alert. That's for the tributes. She makes it onto an eight cent stamp. Yes. So she's riding. She rides. What for... the fuck can an eight cent stamp get you these days? Wow. I don't know. I don't know. Postage Why works. is she? This I don't know how far this an eight cent stamp goes. Some bullshit. Stamp some bullshit. <laughs> yeah. But. Once again, white women are treated I've... awfully in America. I don't know. But... White rich women <laughs> get the short shrift every time. Yeah. Yeah. I meant Paul Revere probably got like a 40 cent stamp, but whatever. I mean. Did you see the size of his member? Yeah. I <laughs> Dude had a horse. Could comic. barely fit on the 40 cent stand. Paul, <laughs> Paul Horse Dong Revere. Yeah. That's uh, <laughs> what he's known for. He's so now. handsome, too. <laughs> okay, so back to Sybil. She's riding. And she rides for like 40 fucking miles or something. Anyway, like way more than twice the length of Paul Revere's pussy ass ride or, yeah. or midnight ride. <laughs> Fuck whatever, Paul Revere. Whatever you want to yeah, call man. it. Fake dick wearing motherfucker. <laughs> <Slacker>. <laughs> Fake dick carving motherfucker. Yeah. And so along the way, she is alerting her father's militiamen, telling them they need to get of back course. to her father's house, muster their forces because Britain is going to burn Danbury. Uh, and she's also warning lots of townsfolk and, you know, people, farmers along the way, giving them the chance to escape. Sweet. Uh, so she rides out. It's midnight. It's got nothing but the moon and the lights to guide her. Uh, maybe some lightning from these bitch ass tornado storms. <laughs> some alligator lightning. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's all she's got. Uh, and she's heading to Dan- Danbury. Um, and it said that along the way, early in her ride, a man offered her escort so that she might have some protection on her journey. But she denied it and instead told that guy to ride out in the opposite direction so that he might warn even more people and muster even more people to her father. Makes perfect it's pretty, sense. It's a class move. Yeah. This, sounds re- this sounds definitely very real. Yeah, that sounds like something no real that definitely happened and was no way to this. embellish the story of her uh, revolutionary heroiness. Um, yeah. That makes sense, uh, though. So she's riding to Carmel, Carmel, New York, and she was able to... Uh, get word to some other messengers who then rode east and continued to raise the alarm that way while she moved southwest to rally more militia. Um, there are also reports that she encountered uh, some highwaymen <gasps> along the way. Not highwaymen. And these highwaymen tried to assault her, rob her, probably tried to steal her horse, but she was riding with all she had. She didn't have any weapons or anything unless you count the tree branch that she carried with her which may she may or may not have actually carried with her story say that i just i don't i don't a tree branch yeah a tree branch. why why a tree branch? like that seems like they say it was to look look you're leaving you're leaving on this long journey you might encounter deadly hostile forces you are gonna have to worry about both loyalists and highwaymen Take this tree branch. Yeah, no, it she didn't take it. You. She she was given nothing. She found the tree branch on herself. Fuck, of her they own didn't accord. even give her a tree they branch. They're like, nothing. should we give should we give Sybil a tree no, branch? They didn't give no, her no, a tree she'll branch. find one. She'll, she'll find a, a good branch. one. But she it doesn't make sense because good... it wouldn't have made sense to give her a quarter staff or anything. Because it's like, what the fuck is she gonna do that? But the tree branch was mainly to to whip her horse to make it go faster, and also she used it to wrap on houses to 
uh, wake the occupants within. Well, yeah, because she can't use her like hand for that or anything. It might get a little fucking damaged after knocking on 400 houses. Or whatever, yeah, man, or, come on. Not dude. 400 houses, but use your brain, Joe. Look, I <laughs> spend months practicing knocking on doors to build up a callus. In, all ca- right? in case of a revolution? Obviously, in case of a revolution. Yeah, That's my really. number one goal. Clearly, That's you've fair. ever been an alarm writer. It was different times back then. I guess it was, I yeah. guess. Uh, so she turns away the highwaymen with the she, she allegedly? Story has it, she beats the fuck out of them and continues on her way. Also, uh, again, no no Just reason to fuck. question. 16-year-old so. girl, look, tree branch. Look, have you met a 16-year-old girl? 16-year-old exactly. girls are mean. And highwaymen yeah. are probably like, like pretty super gangly. sensitive, yeah. ugly, like yeah. got some zits going on. They're like level. Because they're sleeping yeah. like, yeah, they're sleeping under like. Highwaymen are level one baddies in the Sybil Luddington RPG. That's a good right. point, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so by this point, she's already gone as far as Paro Veer did in his ride. And still she keeps going. Uh, and now heading north to warn some farmers and, you know, more people in the rural areas. Um, in total, she travel about 64 kilometers. And Damn. I think she probably helped to rally 400 men to her father. Uh, and probably That's saved, fake news. Yeah, and saved the lives of news. whoever else she, she warned and told to get out of the way. Um, so yeah, that's, that's basically a ride, but, uh, by dawn, her efforts, yeah, resulted in, uh, as I said, roughly 400 men being armed and ready to fight. Um, and, uh, by the time they got to, and the, again, Boston guys, like Boston, Boston guys, these big New York guys, big Boston guys. Um, but sadly, yes, Colonel London and his men were not able to prevent Danbury armory from being destroyed. Uh, it's like, Fuck, they got Dad, too late. come on. I did all this shit for you. Yeah, they they were too late to save Danbury. It was it was, it was the the supply depot had been been raided and burned. Uh but because they knew the land because uh you know Henry and his men knew the land much better than the British uh you know soldiers, they were able to exploit a number of tactical advantages like burning bridges and cutting off certain routes that eventually uh made it so they were able to push the british forces back to their boats guerrilla um, tactics yeah yeah, yeah. love those yeah. tactics yeah and so it was it's it's kind of hard to say whether it was like you know who won and who lost if you look in terms of terms of losses the british forces i think suffered uh, about four times the losses of the colonists but the colonists lost danbury and very important important supply reserves so tactically it might have been about a wash um but it was still a pivotal battle for the american revolution and you know yeah so by pushing the you know british back to their ships and you know preventing them from taking any further land or by getting a foothold in new york it said that this would help pave the way for future battles future victories for the colonists in the american revolution and um you know ultimately helping them you know become the country become that they are country that they (laughs) fought against to get away from and their horrible horrible policies right 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 exactly (laughs) um and yeah so when that battle was over uh george washington himself came and uh gave a personal thanks to sybil luddington for doing a good job of rallying those girl boss tattoos yeah himself no that's that's about (laughs) it yeah that is about it because Sybil Luddington, you know, she kind of fell into obscurity after that. Uh, she got married. What? The female Paul Revere fell into obscurity? She did. A I don't believe bit, it. A little bit. 
Um, she she was yeah you know kind of a hero among her community um, when she's twenty three. Oh, oh yeah, great, great, yeah. <laughs> Great. I can feed my she family with that. Like, feed my family with your fucking gratitude. I didn't, even, I didn't even get a I didn't even get a carving where I had big titties. Like Paul Revere got a big dick. I, I, I just want a carving where I got big titties. That's all I want. Damn it. Or at least some nice spectacles. Yeah, you yeah. know. Actually, when you look at her statue, because there was a statue made from her, it's like foaming at the mouth because it had some kind of like oxidation. So when you look at it, it just looks like this crazed rabid girl on a horse. But anyway, it's the cost of freedom. Yeah. I will take it. Cost of freedom is rabies. I would take a statue, Spread even the if word. I was foaming in the mouth. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, after her ride, she settles down. She marries a nice gentleman named Edmund Ogden when she's twenty. But then every time they fight, and he's like, he's like, he's like, he's like gets gets upset with her. She's like, excuse me, did you ride sixty five <laughs> kilometers to warn people about the British? Don't make no, me saddle honey, up. I don't think so. Well, let me saddle up. And don't the forget, road. I know all those Boston guys. That's uh, that's pretty interesting because, like, they pretty much lived in poverty for the rest of her life. Like, she, despite her, you know, contributions during the the revolution, um, she wasn't offered a pension. And even though her husband, Edmund, was a soldier in the Connecticut Army, he was also denied a pension. What? So, they were just a couple. Poor, poor bastards, and um, that's that's pretty much how they lived their lives. They did have one ch- child. Oh, this is a really uh, great story. Yeah, <laughs> they had <laughs> one child, but that did live on did to give more descendants. To... She might even have more descendants. They did today. manage to have one child. Yeah, who lived in poverty. <laughs> lived in poverty. Yeah, I they, think they she... must have just not wanted like financial. Stability. Yeah, they must have just loved. I think they wanted to be in financially independent. Just yeah, bad, they wanted just to bad retire. Cho- just bad choices. They wanted know? to independence, it's, retire early. It does seem very odd because, like, I mean, her father seemed super well off. He was, you know, a big political guy, and you know, the head of the militia owned mills. You think she would have inherited something? It's wild. But then you think she had lots of brothers. And despite being the oldest in the family, they probably got all that. It's like <laughs> they were probably all jealous because they didn't get to do the money run to yeah. save the country like, or establish yeah. the country. Yeah. And she just kept bringing it up at Thanksgiving. She's like, again, like she will say this to everyone, like, "Hey, hey, hey, did you ride sixty-five miles? Did you yeah. alert the people the British were coming?" No, I don't think I, so. No, so, it didn't. Uh, You're too busy doing your little silhouette delusion yeah, thing like, back oh, yeah, at Dad's well, house, you, you pretending like there was a whole army there. And stuff, pretending to be uh, an army. Cool, <laughs> yeah. cool, cool. Call me when you've ridden yeah. 60K yeah, to save on. the country. Yeah, yeah. So she did have that. She at least had that going for her. She could loom that, had that, you know, I find that outrageous that, over everyone. that she lived in poverty after that. Yeah. A general, a general as a dad? Yeah, and I yeah, to be like honest, it. I should do I could do more research and see what actually happened to Henry and you know why her situation was what it was. But I I assume it was because her brothers took most of the inheritance. Yeah, patriarchy sounds like a pretty good <laughs> explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, she does rest now in a cemetery. She does rest. She rests. She rests. She rests. She's she in can, repose. Yeah. After those 64 kilometers, she never wanted to go anywhere again. Big snooze after that. Yeah, after her husband, uh, Ogden, or Edmund Ogden died, she became an innkeeper. She did live to the ripe old age of 77, which is pretty good for, you know. For that time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lived in old age, so that's, she's got that going for her. Which is nice. Yeah, it's nice. 
America totally, I love, totally I love became getting, a thing. I yeah. love getting old in poverty. That's a really great way to spend your last years. <laughs> so good. So good. Uh, there are a few tributes in her name. Um, uh, never put into song like Paul Revere, so she never achieved quite that acclaim. Yeah, Beastie Boys. What the hell? Yeah. You guys, like, you're feminists now. You're married to Kathleen Hanna. Sybil Kathleen Richard. Hanna, Adam Yach. Adam Yach. Yoke. Yauk? Is it Yauk? I don't know. Is he the one she's married to? I'm not sure. I call it Yauk. Where it is the Sybil Luddington track? Where is it? <laughs> I'd like to hear it. Your fans are waiting. <laughs> yeah, come on. Uh, so yeah, as we mentioned earlier, she did get her face printed on the 8 cent US postage stamp. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That stamp gets things places. Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. 8 cents gets you very far these days. Big time. I don't even know what that would get. That probably won't even make it as far as her ride. But it's good. It's good that you're on that stamp. I would like. Yeah. I've seen it. It's it, really important. It, it's funny because the stamp does look like it's an amalgam of all of the stories that yeah. you heard about her. Yeah. She's like, there's stories that she and wore a red cloak off. or there's stories one, she that she wore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it because she's wearing too many cloaks and scarves and things like that to try and appease all of the different attire that people right. thought yeah, she yeah, was yeah, wearing. Yeah. But <laughs> That's hilarious. So I imagine, I imagine there's a massive pair of cams under that. <laughs> <laughs> You're making this sound perfect. She wanted it, okay? She... Right, it was Wes. She was just—it wasn't—it wasn't even that she wanted it. It's just like a contract thing, right? It's like, well, Paul Revere had the giant cock, so I've got to have the giant titties. It's right, it's like, as yeah. the it's, like a, it's like a Revere. prestige thing, right? And the postmaster general's like, well, obviously, yeah, <laughs> well, obviously, obviously, <laughs> between between sweats. <laughs> I don't think this episode is making me look good at all. Uh, don't worry, don't worry, we'll. In post, we'll fix it. We'll fix it. look real nice. We might fix. Just replace me it. with like the, the collected post. readings of Sir Ian McKellen or something <laughs> like that. It's all good. So uh, yeah, Sybil Luddington. Uh, yes, uh, sucks to be her. It does. Uh, there was a couple other tributes. Uh, there's also an ultra marathon in her honor called the ultra marathon. Ultra marathon. Is that like? Well, you know, cool. some mar- what's an uh, so it's a normal marathon 30. is like twenty. Is it thirty? I don't know. It's like 20, I think it's 22, between 20 and 30 is a marathon. So this is a 50K, uh, which is run every April in Carmel, um, her home state, I believe. And uh, I think this year would mark its 40th anniversary. So if you want to get out there, do the Sybil Luddington 50K. It's a good year for it. I mean, I guess, yeah, that's less than she did. You could run, yeah, part of the distance yeah and then her ghost appears it's like oh 50k oh big whoop yeah. guy to great dude yeah you know away. like i it's less than 64 is all i'm saying yeah so this would be a good year to no highwaymen to turn away yeah Ooh, did, that you, we know did you uh beat up a bunch of highwaymen with a stick no yeah. i don't think so that would be great if everyone running it carries like a switch just to like fuck it <laughs> yeah people, people that are even Hit just themselves, like just be like <laughs> yeah, don't do it enough <laughs> I would appreciate. They that. should have a reenactment scene this the same way they have one for like the Civil War and like the Revolutionary War and they stuff, should. but yeah. for Sybil's run, I would just let simulated out, just highway. Really just men. give a sixteen year old girl a chance to beat the shit out of a bunch of like exactly. thirty something dudes. Yeah, on one of those uh, hoverboard things. Uh, hoverboard. Whatever. Oh yeah, like a or like the yeah hoverboards or whatever those or electronic skateboards are. There's a lot of them right now. I want the one that's one wheel that you can kind Man, of. Man, like imagine if she'd had one of those. It looks like a seesaw. 
or oh a teeter totter. Imagine I, if Sybil had had one of those. It would have like oh, she so probably would have been did famous this on the ho- yeah. hoverboard. Yeah. Hey, we're just waiting for our new revolutionaries. It's true. Let's Who's it. going to be the Sybil Ludington? Someone's going to hey, new revolution. Yeah. World War Three is right around the corner, yeah. baby. It's going to be revolutionaries. <laughs> Could be us. Could be anyone. I of mean, us. I guess not revolutionaries, but well, new war heroes. Hey, new war heroes. You know what? It's about what you make it at the time, right? Right. It's true. That's right. Wars, whatever you make it, folks. Crisis precipitates (laughs) change. Wars, whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. That's Uh, what we're saying. Yeah. There's also a really shitty YouTube biopic that someone made about her. I couldn't even sit through all of it. It It was real bad. Uh, It it was too long for me to sit through, but you can check that out. What do you mean shitty? It's bad. It's really low budget, and the acting's really bad. (laughs) Well, I mean, listen. So I mean, in, I'm not a good actor, but in in this, um, was she wearing pants or was she wearing a dress? That pants. is, yeah. I mean, maybe we oh, should talk about that. Oh, in the biopic. In oh, the biopic. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> for her ride, I, I did not. Far. I did not get to her ride, so I do not know what she was wearing during her ride. I couldn't get past all the thick Boston accents. It was just really hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, really everyone hard to was, understand what they everyone were was drinking. O'Doul's. <laughs> <laughs> Listening That's to the Dropkick tour. Murphys. <laughs> these are all great boston references that i don't get uh yeah i i think there's also a drunk history that was done on her but i did not see that have you guys seen the drunk history no i didn't even know that was a thing until i heard that uh i was doing research today and i was like oh there's a drunk history i should have watched that you should have i should have probably would have given me more context follow-up episode uh, yeah. yeah um there's also a stage play about her um not I'm sure it's very Off good Broadway. and not at all jingoistic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and there were a number of awards created um, in her honor at various institutions. Um, I'm sure oh. she's very happy about that. I think she's happy in her too. rest. But yeah, so that's uh, Sybil Eddington. If you believe the stories, then yeah, she, you should probably hear about more about her. And if her you than... don't, you might as well not believe in Jesus yeah, either. Yeah, but you should at least believe in her as much as Paul Revere because that it. guy probably did at least as much not. as Paul Revere did. And Paul Revere actually was kind of like a shitty, you know, leader in the Revolutionary I can't believe War that a, I can't ride. believe that a rich man in the 1700s was shitty. That seems impossible. Yeah, well, you know, at least you never he had meet a huge your heroes. Dick. I think yeah. that's really the key here. Old Paul kind of sounds like a little bit of a climber, a little bit of a brand yeah, builder. Yeah, definitely. Just kind of like, you know, say keep on repeating good things about yeah, yourself yeah. and listen, wait listen. until it sticks. Not only do I have this enormous <laughs> dick, but I'm super fucking. Brave. I rode so far. Oh man, you wouldn't so believe far. how far I rode. So hard. So fast. But Paul, you didn't ride as far as. Shut up, Snowboggle, whatever <laughs> your name is. <laughs> No, yeah. don't talk about her. She's dumb. The talking she horse doesn't... is really a detriment to his life. Yeah, oh, he sends it to the glue factory. <laughs> the glue. I told you, he's not in the nice shoe goo. Maybe it's on your shoe. Uh... Shoe goo. Sometimes you gotta goo your shoes, guys. Sometimes. Sometimes you gotta goo them. Maybe that. And that is horses. normally horses. Is, that what, is shoe goo made of horses? We'll say it is, know. and we will not glue look into it. Used to be. I don't know if it's still. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know if shoe goo is a I'm, goo. I think it's technically a resin of some kind, but uh, is, I'll yeah. let it go now. Um, anyway, yeah. So Sybil Ludington, what she, a what a lady. She was there, girl boss of the American Revolution. Yeah, you could yeah take what you will from her story. There is probably large embellishments, 
probably no larger than Paul Revere's, who was most likely probably no larger than America, <laughs> no larger than Paul Revere's big horse dick, who was <laughs> like Paul Revere was a composite of all of these other alarm writers, is what you should, you know, right. know that. And despite the fact that you he know like that is the one that everyone hears about, yeah, he was just like yes, this like you know. He was just, you know, became the embodiment of all these other writers that also had great contributions and, you know, helped America stay America. Become Kept America, America Kept working. America. That's what he did. Doing America. Yeah. MAGA. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> or don't. Honestly. Maga. It's saying it. Wes, they can't see you right now. They don't understand. They don't understand. It's ironic. It's okay. They believe. <laughs> oh, dear. What does manga stand for again? Manga? Oh, I love it's manga. It's like a Japanese comic. Yeah. Okay. Uh, maga. Oh, my God. It's like make, NASA. But make Japanese manga. comics great again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. That makes I mean, sense. We'll go with that. Isn't that Magica? Magica? <laughs> Magica. Magica. Oh, Magical Magica. That's one of my favorite animes. Do not scrutinize the acronym, Joe. <laughs> yeah. The first rule. It's yeah. A... If, if, if there's anything I've, we've learned tonight about from Sybil Ludington's story, it's not to scrutinize acronyms. I think everybody should really think about that. Do not. Don't even. <laughs> don't. Don't even look up what they mean. Just say them at rallies. <laughs> <laughs> go to rallies. Say them. Love them, live mm-hmm. them. That is Hot that them. is the soul mm-hmm. of take America. It, take it into yourself. Let it be your mantra. Yeah. yeah. Shout it a lot in crowded areas. Maybe wave a gun around a bit. Yeah. It's all about the merchandise, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. The so, merch. So, so that's yeah. Sybil Ludington, and yeah, she was good for from what I've heard. <laughs> that's a, that's a good... <laughs> She was good I am from un- what I've heard. I am unwilling to commit I, to this individual's reputation. I, I don't think she was bad. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, that's all I have to say on the subject. Mm-hmm. But so, it's, like, it's such a very post-truth like oh, it's such a, tone to take. It's like, yeah. according to what I've heard, it's true. and you probably have heard other things, this is what I'm going with. It's uh, true, yeah. <laughs> and to be honest, like I had I knew her story. She had conflicting stories and it, like it wasn't... Like, there weren't a lot of hard evidence stories about her actual ride. And she wasn't even, like, people didn't even hear about her until, you know, just before the 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 turn of the century. Whereas Paul Revere, that guy didn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. God. Took credit But it was really that everything. poem. It was, like, a fucking poem. If you had a name like Revere that you could rhyme with everything. Like, yeah, if Ludington, if you could yeah, rhyme Ludington more with Ludington, with she, we might have heard more about her. Yeah, it's true. She should have changed her name. It was the surname. Yeah. She should have changed her name. Yeah. With Get all it. her money and power, yeah. she should have changed her surname. That, yeah, straight up case of multisyllabic yeah. surname yeah. erasure. Nothing else. Yeah. yeah. Nothing else whatsoever. Literally no other true. factors. If you want to be famous, you got to have a sweet name. Yeah. Tighten Think it up. About it. Think tighten, about it. Yeah. Tighten up those surnames. Like, are you ever going to be famous with a last name like Walcott or Stillwell? I don't think Fuck. so. No. I don't think so. Uh, they're okay. I'm changing my name tomorrow to <laughs> West Edge Steel. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I can come up with something there. Anyways. Wes Roughshard. Wes. No, no too that's, many some, syllables. that's too more many similar syllables. to my Wes Ludington. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, anything cool. else you want to say about Sybil Ludington? Um, no. 
That's no, it. We're done here. We're done here. We're done. Thanks uh, for for staying with us for this one. Thanks was, for listening to Second Bananas. It was a it was a fun one. Um, you can contact us secondbananaspod at gmail.com this is one of our final episodes for revolver and uh yeah we look forward to hearing from you yeah if you want you can find us online i'm wes walcott on twitter and instagram and i am at stop joe now on twitter and instagram do i have to say anything here no we could probably just uh (laughs) leave it you you, you can only find craig if you if you cut cut yourself and Drip some blood on a mirror in pitch darkness under the new moon and call Craig's name into the wind. Um, Yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode when we will be talking about... Lou Graham, famous Seattle madam. Cool. Bye. Take care. Later. Bye. 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 Are you a new DM? Are you an experienced DM? Doesn't matter. Listen to DMs of Vancouver for great DMing advice. This is a Cave Goblin podcast. For other podcasts like this, visit cavegoblins.com. We hope you have enjoyed this program.